Gina, I was in your neck of the woods last week. Yeah, and, you were. And How it's did a, that feel treat you? It was great. It's a beautiful area. It's one that I could actually see living in just because of the the landscape of the place and the people. Were, it is beautiful. Were, the nicest people in the world, even though I stood you up. Well, I know. We were going to try to meet, but that didn't work out. Uh, you probably had more important people to meet than I than me. So. <laughs> Well, this is, this is Sexy Marriage Radio with Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris, and we are going to be talking about marriages that sizzle with passion, pleasure, and purpose. And if you would like to find out about us, feel free to check out our site at sexymarriageradio.com. We'd also love to hear from you, so call our feedback line, which is available 24-7, and that number is 615-567-3996 or email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. So the reason I was in Nashville was for um, the American Association of Christian Counselors World Conference, which is actually about you know six or 7,000 counselors and pastors and professionals descend upon Nashville. And it was interesting because one night I went to the sports bar there in the Gaylord Opryland okay. Hotel, which is the behemoth of a place. And awesome. It is. It's a great place, but man, you will have to mortgage your house to eat there. Um, <laughs> but that's a different story. So I'm sitting there in the sports bar and there's nobody in there. And I'm talking to the bartender and watching some sports and she's, so are you with the church group? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's Christ- it's a bunch of Christian counselors. She's like, is everybody just afraid to come in a bar? Because <laughs> apparently it's just been a, you know, a ghost town in that in that part of the building. Because us religious folks, you know, we can't. that is so funny. <laughs> so we can't talk about, you know, apparently as if you're a believer, we can't talk about or go into bars, which oh. I don't remember reading that anywhere or believing that. But I guess that also means we can't talk about sex. Goodness, Uh-oh. you're gonna get your hand slapped. Yeah, maybe. Um, but one question—that's that, a great way to kind of lead into the question I've got for you—is okay. when it comes to sex in marriage. Mm-hmm. I know one of the main pitfalls or struggles that a lot of couples have is um, initiating it, frequency of it. You know, the the differences in desire, which we touched on a little bit last last show. Um, more about the idea of how do you start it? Because usually one person, you know, the husband or the wife is going to be interested and mm-hmm. and the other may or may not be. And so as years go on, it seems like whoever it is that's the high desire, it's kind of their responsibility to be in charge of sex. And that can lead to a lots and lots of rejection. So my thought is, and my question for you, because let's just go kind of male-female perspective with this show, is... When it comes to sex, should you ask for it or should you just initiate it? Okay, so I'm going to play the traditional role of lower desire. Okay. Because that's kind of what I'm familiar with. <laughs> Are you saying you've lived that before? Yes. Okay. Or just naturally, always. Well, and that's so, and that's an important uh, thing to distinction. Uh, an important distinction. Let me get my words right. right. Is there will always be a high desire and there will always be a low desire. So yeah, those can reverse. Although, 
But and even now, I wouldn't say I'm lower desire, but I'm a lot lower. Like I'm just not thinking about it. Well, no. If you said you don't even think about chocolate every day, that's just driving me crazy. Since you said that, (laughs) I thought, are you serious? There is not one single day that I don't wish there was chocolate in the pantry. If there's not, like uh, chocolate is on my mind. Okay, but sex isn't. I'm just gonna leave that one alone. I so so then what we're saying, um, okay, so no, I, I was trying to point out the distinction of just so that our listeners understand <laughs> that there will always be because the the dynamic of high or low is always in comparison to another. Right. I mean, you can you're only a low compared to whoever you're with, right? That it's possible. God forbid anything happened to either one of our marriages, because you again to our listeners, we're not married to each other. To each other. <laughs> um, but God forbid anything happened to either one of our spouses. But if we were then eventually in another relationship, that my desire level may not have changed, but I could possibly marry somebody that has a higher desire, right, or a lower desire than me, which could, which would change my role on the continuum or my place. So it's not right or wrong; it just is. Right. So. You're talking about you've had experience with the low desire area. Sure. So should you ask? Should you initiate? Is there a difference? Well, I never knew that it mattered to him that I like until we actually taught a marriage class together. I didn't even realize that I never, ever initiated. It didn't even cross my mind. Okay. (laughs) And then he brought it up. He said, you never, ever initiate. Did he bring it up in class? No, he brought it up at at home while we were looking at the material. Okay. And and especially looking at how he feels loved and and valued. And it was just something, it's such a pleasure to him to to think that I, I, I want him. So then that, so then for a, a while, that actually changed. It's like I was in charge all the time. <laughs> hey, so that's a great question. Should he ask or initiate? No, I love it when he just initiates. Okay. See, I, I think that that's, that's a, a, a key component of male-female differences. And I know we have listeners and, and we have readers that don't fit this stereotype. Sure, where, absolutely. Where the husband is actually the low desire and the wife... Absolutely is the high desire. But I think a still a fundamental concept is the desire or the, the interest of each person, male or female to feel wanted, to feel attractive, to feel that somebody is desiring them. So if you take gender out of it, I think there's still a fundamental component of humans. We want to be wanted. And that's, that's what we're talking about is whenever, whenever you just initiate it, I think that comes across drastically different than if I just ask, because that's still head game kind of stuff. If I ask my wife, "Hey, you interested in some sex tonight?" You know, that's you that's want to do it. That's a that's soft. A- that's a softer way to bring up something, which oftentimes is a easier way to lessen my amount of rejection possibilities. <laughs> I guess. Oh, absolutely. Because if you think about it, whoever it is that's the high desire. It's usually on their shoulders to make sure sex occurs if they, if it's a desire that they want to do. And which also means it, they're going to get the lion's share of the rejections because they're going to be the ones that ask or initiate and get turned down more often than the low desire. Well, how can we increase the, the potential to not be rejected? I can think of one thing right away. Go. 
well, if he's, if, if suddenly whatever I'm doing, it's time for sex. And when we're saying, yeah, you know, go for it. Just initiate. That's offensive. If, if uh, the number one complaint we hear so often from women is not having any non-sexual affection. Yes. So if the only attention I got now is going to feel is, is to be naked or be grabbed or, or. Well, typ- yeah. Typically you know, a, a great signal. Wait, rephrase that. A a poor way to initiate sex, fellas, is just to yeah. reach over and grab a breast. You know, that that typically nah. I mean, that's that's kind of that's groping, you know. It's, <laughs> it, it is groping. It, and it can be offensive, you know, the whole idea well, of it's a the, clear signal, the, but it's not necessarily the best way to go about the signal. Almost it feels the same way the big old Kiss with a whole lot of tongue out of nowhere, right? Well, there's certain times. So like, you're you're talking about needing some time to warm up and right. melt into the idea, not just rev right up. Yeah, woo me a little bit, okay. hug me in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it, it, so, so you're talking about more of the idea of being affectionate throughout the day, of yes. being loving throughout the day. Of there's a concept. Say that again. There's a concept of being loving throughout the day. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because it's it is interesting. Because if you think about it, the most powerful sexual organ we have is not between your legs. It's actually between your ears. That's what we say. And whenever you can get that part of your body engaged, everything else will follow suit. (laughs) I mean, that's just a natural function. It seems. That's right. So you're talking about more of the wooing the brain, not just the body. Yes, absolutely. So. So a text message okay. at lunch goes a long way. So just a little, I'm going to just drop in a note, just letting you know I'm thinking about you. Yeah. When you call me, when he calls me, hey, sexy, I'm thinking of you. Hope you're having a great day. That's very arousing. Okay. And that's, that's, and that's more arousing. Stuff. That's more arousing right off the bat than, than texting about my body parts. <laughs> Not that he would do that. He's like paranoid of his messages being seen. Uh, yeah. But. Today's day and age, you got to be careful what you send. But it is because that, that's an interesting point of when you think of the interactions that we can have throughout the day, there's still so many things that can derail it. You know, I can think of times where my wife and I have, have kind of exchanged messages throughout the day and, and we're both kind of just really a little frisky or we like mm-hmm. to use the term jazzed. You know, she'll call me up and say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed. And I kind of I know exactly <laughs> what she's talking about. That's good. But traffic on the way home could totally end that concert, you know, or coming home to a crazy house of kids could totally in in that you know so there's things that can derail it which then opens up the scenario of is it my job to try to keep her engaged is it her job to do what she needs to do to stay engaged do we need to talk more do we need to you know and to me my thought is you make the overt overt you know that when she gets home if she's lost it, I would much rather her come in and say, you know, I lost it. I know, I know we were working towards something. It's done. 
And then also even uh, add that uh, to note shot or, but I could still be wooed back into it, you know, or, you know, kind of uh, uh, just you remove the filter a little bit because it's a whole different ball game if I initiate something or bring up the subject and she says, no, but I could be interested, you know, or, uh, but I'm open to being wooed or, you know, that's a whole different ball game because then that's kind of like a challenge and, I like challenges, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with that, but that's a whole different answer than no, no way. Absolutely not. Or no, nah, I can't, or, you know, any other countless things that can just get in the way because this is, you know, sex can be hard to schedule in a household. I mean, you got, <laughs> you have kids, I have kids. It's, it can be difficult. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And it can get late. You can get tired. Absolutely, because you got all these other things you got to get taken care of. And one of you is still revved and ready to go, but the other is losing momentum fast. Then you still uh, are faced with somebody's going to be disappointed. Probably both. Because I know oftentimes, and I can't speak for everybody, but I know oftentimes a low desire partner that does have an interest in sex in their life still mm -hmm. carries some guilt and some burden for not having sex in as, as much as part of their life as they want. They feel guilty for not having it at times, or they wish they could be involved more or engaged more. I mean, am I off base? No, no, you're exactly right. The guilt is the worst. And that's, we, uh, Paul and I were talking about that last week. He said the worst thing when we were never having sex was how guilty you felt. I mean, it was just huge downward spiral. Um, so now I think, well, what's so hard about just a, a quickie? Like, well, just say, you're, there's, if that, why would that ever be a no? Is that just not good enough? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I can't speak for your marriage. Um, I, I okay. There, it's one of those things. To me, there's. It, it's important for each person to spend some time examining what does sex mean to them. What What's the point? What's the goal? What's why Why have it? Why is it part of your life? Okay, because there's there's a myriad of reasons why we have sex. One mm -hmm. is to keep the species going. I mean, that's kind of the fundamental reason is. It's procreation, right. but there's a whole lot of pleasure involved and there's a whole lot of joy involved and there's a sure. whole lot of just passion that can be accompanied with it. But then there's also the flip side of that where it can feel like it's duty or obligation or you're supposed to, you know, well, uh, marriage is supposed to have sex. And, you know, I've had couples tell me that in sessions and I'm like, says who, you know, if, if you don't want to have sex in your life, that's completely your choice, but you need to be fair with your spouse and let them know <laughs> you don't want to have sex in your life because then they need to make some decisions about what they want to do with that. But one thing that I think of when it comes to sex and why people have it is sometimes it's just the release. That's what they're looking for. They're just looking for right. the release of an orgasm. You know, just climax will release the endorphins in their brain and in their body and it'll just kind of help relieve some anxiety. There's a huge component of that. But then there's the other yes. side of it that sex is actually a connection. It's, it's the deeper part. And that usually isn't satisfied with a quickie. I mean, it can be, 
because I mean, some quickie experiences, I guess, can be really passionate depending on where you are. But it also, you know, some of the passion and the connection I think I look for takes some time. You know, I, I don't want just the act of sex. I want the whole act of sex. Right. You know, our, our whole sexuality to be shared together, not just intercourse. I mean, it's not just an act. It's, it's an experience. And that sometimes takes some time to develop and to unfold. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot to put out there. So, it, but I, that, I think that's such a good question to ask. What's the, what's the object here? I, I know so many couples, you know, the feelings that come and go, and I'm convinced that the best way to heat up the emotions or, or to heat up the feelings or to bring back that loving feeling is to increase your giving. Just all across, like if you're thinking, well, I'm just not feeling it. Well, then ask yourself, what have you done to show how much you love your mate? You say, well, I love him. I'm just not feeling it. Well, what have you done to show how much you love that person? What? Tell me three actions, three things in the last 24 hours. Chances are you're going to say, hmm. <laughs> even if you did something, you did it grudgingly. So right. it wasn't like a gift. So in that case, if you'll, when we shift that perspective to say, I want to give, because giving is what love does, mm -hmm. it changes, it changes the whole dynamic. And, and one of the things you can give that isn't even sexual is just your presence. Presence. It's just, it's just being. Didn't we both say presence? Yes, we did. It's, it's just to be <laughs> present with your spouse. And I mean, physically Absolutely. present. One of the things I got from this conference was a great phrase of be where your butt is. Because we can be so many places at, at once. You know, where we're sitting in a room with our kids, but we're on our phone checking text messages or voicemail or Facebook or email or countless other things. Well, whenever you're with your family or specifically what we're talking about, whenever you're with your spouse, be with your spouse. Turn off all the distractions. If you're watching a movie together, fine. Watch a movie. Be together. But if you're together, be together. I mean, I think that right there starts to release some of the things in our brain and in our psyche that help us fall back in love, if you will, or help Absolutely. us get a deeper connection to look each other eye to eye, to spend little moments here and there. And even if you've only got like five minutes because you've got the next thing to do with your kids or the next project you need to get done around the house, fine. Give them, give them five complete minutes of undivided attention. And I think that goes a long way to heating up the bedroom because it absolutely goes a long way because you already automatically start to create something together that, and that, you know, that to me, the elegance of marriage is the little secret life that you create with your spouse that no one else knows about, you know, the yeah. little looks, the little glances, the expressions, the phrases. I mean, that kind of stuff I love it when Pam and I are in a room of, of a bunch of people and we catch each other's eye across the room and there's mm -hmm. something going on and we both can just read it. On. Right. And there's nothing sexual about it, but it's just that whole, right. I know you, you know, I see you. You're mine. Yeah. Where's it? Yeah. We're, and I know yeah, stuff about you. you that no one else knows and I could totally ruin you with uh. that, you know, if I wanted to be really, really mean, but I don't. I mean, that's something we've created. And that's the kind of stuff I think heats up everything else in your life. So to answer the original question. Oh, how, what was the original question? Should you initiate <laughs> or should you ask? Ah. 
what, whoever, higher desire, lower. I'm just going to say both parties, both parties should initiate. Both parties will gain from initiating without asking. Right. For the lower desire, uh, may I say you do it as a gift. It's not always about you. And to the one who's afraid of rejection, I say do it all day long <laughs> because okay. it's still not always about you. Right. And and to be, to have that come from your gut, not from exactly between your legs, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, to have that come from the part that just longs to be with your spouse. Not It's nothing sexual. It's not manipulation. Mm-hmm. It's just this whole, I love you. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want... I enjoy being with you. I enjoy what we have created. I enjoy our time together. And it, it seems like we get so caught up as humans in the outcomes of things. You know, we get we get a, addicted or attached to the outcome right. of what we do. Mm-hmm. And so I set up this whole scenario of, you know, I want to have this great date and I want to have this nice dinner and we'll go talk and we'll listen to some music and then we're going to have sex at the end. You know, and if I'm attached to the outcome of that, if my wife proposes, well, let's do this, let's, let's have sex and then go. Well, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not what I had in my mind. And oddly enough, it can, it changes what happens. And, and there's some disappointment or some frustration because it didn't go like I wanted it to. So instead, and I guess maybe this is the good takeaway. Instead, be where your butt is. Be present with what's going on and don't have an attachment to what happens. Just let things unfold and, and see what happens. You know, focus, focus your energy on whatever you got going on with your spouse, be with them and then see what happens. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's the key to success in anything, anything. If I'm working with an athlete, what do I tell them? Don't focus on the result. Focus on the process. Focus on your breathing. Be right here, right now. Listen to how it sounds. Enjoy how you feel. Focus on what you love about that game, why you love being there. It's exactly the same. Yeah. And that's that's the idea is, is just be present. Sp- yeah. Spend time just being present with whatever you got going on with your spouse, your kids, work and be sequential in things don't try to multitask it i guess <laughs> how's that that's good because that's that's actually something i learned in this conference is we can't multitask we actually end up doing things worse but Absolutely. when we sequential when we sequential task we increase everything and so be where you are and see what happens Absolutely. well this is sexy marriage radio You can find us on the web at sexymarriageradio.com and we'd love your feedback. Hop on, leave some comments, and we will see you next week.